When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. And I am pretty excited to bring in our next guest. We've had some staples. Pretty much guys who've been on this Overnight Crowd Thursday correspondent journey the whole way through now, Dave Stevens. I'm about to bring him in, uh, but he's our first guest to have his own theme song. So, Dave, this is for you. Dave, Dave, Dave. So- oh my goodness! You're a cheeky man. You're lucky. I'm a good sport, and I'm not within arm's reach. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose otherwise you'll be off in Triple M. Next thing you know, Dave Stevens posting up with the Moon Man. But Dave, <laughs> so for the audience out there, new to the overnight crowd, and my good man Dave Stevens, he is a massive Sydney Swans fan, and, and I'll, I'll have to say he was quite bullish last week. Dave, <laughs> what on earth happened? Was I? Yeah, I, I don't remember being bullish. I don't remember anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well. I mean, I remember you telling me you were going off to watch it at a pub in the inner west of Sydney. Yep. How, how did that play out? Yeah. Uh, it was good fun. Yeah. Yep. There was a bit of disappointment, which quickly turned into, um, yeah, look, there wasn't much uh, hope, let's be honest. There were a few faithful fans who were sort of maybe maybe got to halfway through the second quarter. Um, and then it was just, you know, banter. There was one Geelong fan in the pub, um, so we were trying to give him as much grief as possible, but obviously we were failing miserably and he was having a great time. Um, but no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, look, I'm still, still a bit gobsmacked. It lost yeah. the words. Um, well, you could... in, in all seriousness, it's heartbreaking that that's like, I don't remember the last time we lost a game by that much. I don't remember the last time we, we just failed to be in the contest yeah. and we just saved our, our most non-performance um, for the grand final. That's, that's, that's real tough, but the circumstances of uh, getting completely utterly walloped, um, you know, pretty much game over by quarter time means that if it was a close game, like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be ruling umpiring decisions or selection decisions or, you know, uh, oh, this went our way, that went our way. We could have maybe, it was a complete and utter shellacking, and I think that's a little bit easier to process. Yeah, well, at least because you probably know at quarter time that, there's not much of a chance of you winning. Like, and, and it's. I feel like it sucks as a fan when you think you might win. At least when you know by yeah. by th- first quarter, you're thinking, okay, it's over. But w- at what point in the game, Dave? Like, did you think, okay, it's over? Well, I'm one of those stupid fans who always likes to sort of have have hope. Um, mm. The first quarter was was tough. But I had in my memory uh, 2012 um, against Hawthorne. We were down uh, in that first quarter. 
Um, and I think, yeah, uh, one thing that played into it um, in that game was each quarter um, a different team sort of dominated. And it might have been a bit due to the wind. Um, so I was thinking maybe the wind was going to come good for us in the second quarter, and, and we did sort of turn it around just a little bit. Um, but obviously <laughs> they responded, and then they just really took it away from us in the second half. So, um, yeah, look, I think it got to halftime, and I left open the slim possibility of an absolute miracle, uh, but that was very quickly taken away as the second half got underway. What about Buddy, Dave? He signed on for another year into next year. Now, look, I've seen a few performances of Buddy playing like that in my lifetime. Surely, you know, he's going to want to right that wrong come 2023. He is, yeah. And uh, if he'd announced it was going to be his last game, that would be just the most deflating way for him to end his career. Uh, yeah, he was pretty anonymous. Um, there's not been too much uh, criticism of him. It was just the kind of game where he could couldn't really get involved due to just what what else was happening down the other end of the ground. We couldn't lay a tackle on. We couldn't put a few handballs together. We could barely kick it. Um, we barely got it up to him. I think he had maybe, what was it, five touches for the game or something. Isaac Heaney, who's a true star, he didn't have a touch, I think, for the first quarter and a half. Um, yeah, Papley, who's another one you want to get influenced. Um, he didn't really... Do much. I mean, look, there's no one that, that did well except um, Robbie Fox. Everyone, um, I think, is rightly giving him due praise. He had the very hard task of going up against Jeremy Cameron, who was probably the number one danger man uh, that we were looking out for going into the game. And Robbie Fox did brilliantly on him, um, but that wasn't enough. Of course, Geelong, they're far from a one-man team or even a, you know, it's not just like they have only got that potent forward line. They've got absolutely every part of the ground covered in... in immense talent and they thoroughly deserve their flag so congrats to Geelong all the fans there will be very very happy I'm sure and uh, you know the good news is as much as they played into the uh, the age tag with their Mad Monday celebrations uh, they are hopefully not going to stick around for too many more years uh, and we are a young team on the up so we'll get them we'll get them maybe not next year but we'll get them alright look that, that it's the hope that kills you Dave but that, that was a great wrap up but <laughs> Look, so you know what it is this weekend, Dave. It's the NRL Grand Final, and I know you're an AFL man through and through, but it, is, does it pique your interest at all? Oh, look, I don't want to upset anyone, but to be honest, it it it, it doesn't really. I do <laughs> like I do like the idea of the NRL. There's something really wholesome about it, and um, I've been seeing a few people wearing some. Um, blue and yellow or blue and gold jerseys on uh, near where I live, which I haven't really seen in a long, long time. So I suspect the Eels fans are getting a little bit excited. Um, I do, yeah, like I said, I do like it. I do like it's just got got that kind of, um, I don't want to say working class kind of thing to it, but I like that, you know, you can imagine in pubs all around New South Wales, they'll be tuning in on Sunday, watching the great game of rugby league. I don't know if I'll be watching it. Uh, sadly, nice. Well, um, I'm I... still. I'm, I think I need a little bit of a domestic football break uh, to, you know, carry on grieving uh, for my swannies. Um, but yeah, look, I'm sure you'll have a great time. So, what else? Okay, if we look at the Dave Stevens calendar, then on Sunday night when it gets to about 8 p.m., what what else? I mean, I know you've you've got children, so potentially that that comes in. But well, what else is on the box at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night when the NRL Grand Finals? <laughs> 
I reckon I'm the only person who's ever been on air on this entire network that is not watching the grand final. I, I, I got to be honest, I, I follow a lot of sports very closely. I can't do it all, and some things I just need to, you know, yeah. kind of go half-heartedly with sport. I've got to, it's all or nothing with me. Um, so now I, I just think I'm catching up with with a couple of mates, and I, yeah, I don't know if they've realised that the grand final's on or if they're just not going to tune in. We'll probably go to a a civilised bar and there'll be not a soul in sight because everyone will be either at the game or at the rowdy pubs. But, well, Dave, see, um, that's why they love our crosses together because we cut the BS. We cut through the BS. We're not going to fluff around and tell you what you want to hear, what you might want to hear, no. So, Dave, we'll, we'll, we'll jot that one down. Won't be watching the NRL Grand Final because I, I want to see that the battle that no one's talking about is Robbie Williams and uh, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bundy's got his work cut out for him, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. That's the performance. That's the performance I want to talk about from the grand final. Yeah, well, you have to. Um, Robbie Williams and Delta Goodrum, I liked it. The thing was, I hadn't caught on to Channel 7 not being able to use the TV app. So I I tuned in at about 2 p.m. and it was the best of border force and security. Thinking, oh, what's how going was that, on? Though? Was that was that all right? Well, you know, we, we like to keep all that nonsense out of this country, but there was plenty <laughs> of stuff coming in. But yeah, so we had to, because we're still one of those people, and, and I don't know how this works in 2022, but we've got one of those like bunny mm. aerials that come goes to the back of our TV, <laughs> and for some reason, Channel Seven just doesn't really work very well. So we've had to get oh, the dear. we've had to get like you know, seats where we've been putting it up at certain angles. And so we finally, we finally got it working after a, not being able to watch the start of it because I thought yeah. Fox footy was covering it. Then I get border force. Yeah. And then finally we get it on. And at that point, I think the, the swans are already three goals down. So it was just like, okay, well, there you go. There's my, there's my contribution to the AFL grand final. But there's not only the Swans playing this week and the EPL gets back underway now. I know the South London derby. You said you were going to get North a break London from derby, North, North London. London. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> but you said you were going to get your domestic football fix is over and done with. But I believe you'll be tuning into that. Well, yeah, I'm in Australia. I'm, oh, I'm in Australia. Right, right. Football. Yes. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be flying back over to my other team in red. And White, um, the Mighty Gunners, with a yeah, huge game against Tottenham. I'm very nervous for that one. That's a, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, as we l- we'll look ahead to some cricket, to greener pastures, now that the footy season is over and the NRL season is a few nights away from being over, we start to look ahead to our summer codes. The NBL is getting underway this week. The A-League is not too far around the corner, but the World T20 World Cup is on our doorsteps, Dave. What have you seen from the cricketing world in the last week? Well, I've seen what we were talking about last week. Cam Green, that name is not going to go away. No. Uh, he played another brilliant game in the third T20 against India, albeit in a losing team. And, um, yeah, they've, they've kept him for the upcoming uh, matches against West Indies as we continue our preparations for the World Cup, of which he will likely not be playing a part unless we can somehow manage to injure one of the, yeah. one of the other bowlers or batters, or he could fit in absolutely anywhere at the moment, I reckon. But that, that's a very funny one, isn't it? By far and away, the best performing player in the in the warm-up um, series so far is not going to be in, in the big dance. Well, it's sort of good to see Tim David getting runs as well. I think he scored a 50 mm-hmm. maybe in the last or second last match in that India series. But yeah, yep. it is it is sort of strange that 
Cam Green, and then again, they would pick him for this West Indies series, even though he is no chance of playing. But he has been putting pressure on the top order of, uh, namely, Aaron Finch, who's the captain. So, look, we'll yeah. see how that plays out. But did you did you catch the man card that happened over in England? I did, yeah. Yeah, that's always... That, that seems like it's never never far from the news. It's, it's always one of those big social media stories. What do you, what do you make, the old well, man-cating? What do you... Well, do you so I... I listened to I listened to a bit of the Final Word podcast with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. They 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 talked at length about it, and she was warned. Charlie Dean, the English batsman batswoman, was uh, was warned quite a few times throughout the innings, and then they came up with the plan and they just did it. So look, I don't feel too bad about it. I think it's sort of level game. Yeah. But when England yeah. were nine down and they had seventeen runs to get. It was probably unlikely that they were going to do it. Did they need to win the game that way? I'm not too sure. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you get you get enough warnings, and it is within the rules of the game. That's what that's what always uh, comes back to it. In fact, they've changed. I think very recently, or, or I think it comes into effect actually maybe tomorrow. Um, the ICC is adopting. I think I think don't quote me on this, but the MCC yeah. uh, put forward some rule propositions to change. You'd know this. And uh, the ICC, I think, are adopting them into law as of as of the first of October, and they're they're taking um, runner out of a non-striker uh, out of uh, one section of the rules and into into it was in like the disputed section, and now it's just classified under run out. So it's now perfect, perfectly within the rules of the game. Um, and yeah, like the, the the batters can't get an unfair advantage by just running sure. running down the wicket without regard to a. Uh, being in the crease, so you know if the bowlers give them enough warning, why not? I'd knock, I'd knock the pegs over. That's what I'd do. What, what about uh, a little bit of trivia for you? Who is the incoming head of the MCC? Incoming head of the MCC. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably wrong. Maybe is it um uh, is he Sri Lankan? No, he's he's English. He, yeah. I think he was a TV yeah. presenter. Okay, no. Stephen Fry. Unless you're talking for Stephen Fry, good on him. Yeah, yeah they're good on him. The egg and bacon on it, the Lord's test. Yeah, well, because so because I, I listened to the Final Word podcast this morning, Dave. But I, I when I wake up really early, I like to put a podcast back on, and so you're sort mm-hmm. of listening to the first five ten minutes. And next thing you know, you wake up two hours later and the podcast is finished, and you so you don't get much of that information. That's why you know you sort of skip out on some information. But what I can tell you is Stephen Fry is the incoming head of the MCC. So just in case you're That's wondering. Great. He'll love that. He will love yeah, that. Awesome. Now, we, the Marsh Cup has got underway. Now, it got on, last week would have been a good week to be down in Victoria, uh, I suppose, if, mm. as long as you're a Cats fan. Because uh, New South Wales are playing Victoria, opening up the Marsh Cup. And uh, did you catch the end of this match by any chance? No, I've been following the results, and I always like to look at the scorecards a bit, but no, it didn't tell me. So it was, um, it was a rain-affected game, which ended in Duckworth-Lewis. Victoria winning, I think, yeah. by six, whatever the score was. But Matt Short, at the time that the game was about to end, needed to hit a four to get in front of the right. Duckworth-Lewis score. And instead, I think yeah. it was Tanvir Sanger who bowled and ended up hitting him for six down the ground. So... Victoria winning their first match. Uh, in, in exciting news, Will Pukowski was amongst the yeah. runs, but unfortunately That's missing out against runs. WA. And I remember I read somewhere that I think he might have tweaked his shoulder 
in that Western Australia yeah. match. But I think we, we, we might have said it last week, but it's just so good to see Will Pukowski scoring runs. And you think there's a spot in that Australian side for him somewhere? There's got to be. Uh, it's tricky at the moment because they, they obviously are going to keep Warner there and Kawaja also deserves to retain his spot at the top of the order. Um, and maybe, I mean, he's, he's just had a great summer. Travis Head would probably be the only one that you'd have question marks around if they did want to get um, young Will Pachowski back in the team. But, uh, yeah, how do, you, how do you see our top order shaping up? I think that they'd be uh, remiss to change much about it. Oh, for sure. And, and I think as well, um, like, the summer ahead in the test is West Indies and South Africa. I, you know, I'm not sure the West Indies will be the same challenge as in India or England out here. South Africa's got some decent quicks, so that's going to be interesting to see. But I'm pretty sure Warner and Kwaja getting to the end of their sort of careers, they've got at least another year in them. I I don't see us making too many changes as long as there's no injuries. But I think with Pekofsky as well, though, I guess like what people do in the media, uh, I guess that's you and me now, Dave, is that they jump yeah. to conclusions quite early. Like, first things first, we want, okay, when's Pekovsky getting back into the side? Well, we probably should just let him focus on Victoria, score a mountain of runs in all formats, and then just bang that door down. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No need to rush him, especially if the team's going well. And I guess everybody in Australian cricket, in terms of the test setup, will be looking maybe beyond this summer of cricket against, you know, West Indies and South Africa, as you said. And with one and a half eyes on the Ashes tour Ooh, yeah. coming up halfway through next year. Um, and you think, yeah, Warner, Kawaja, that could potentially be when they look to end their careers. Um, they'll both be 36, I believe, during that tour. Um, and, yeah, maybe maybe it's just a little bit of a waiting game um, for Pachowski, but um, we'll see. Yeah, well, we will definitely see, Dave. And if I, I'm sure after last week, you were very much interested to hear about my trip to Europe next year. And I was tossing up going to an Ashes test as long as a Rugby World Cup test. I don't believe I'm going to be able to swing it. So the consolation is I'll probably end up going to watch a Black Caps one day against England and then double up against the World Cup. What, what are your thoughts about it? the Rugby World Cup? Well, I know you're a big rugby man. Um, I think you'll you'll have a great time. Look, you'll have a great time, whatever you're watching. But you love your black caps, you love your rugby. You've probably made the right call, but it's not the one I would have gone. Yeah, so I know, Absolutely I know. know. Much, much test cricket. It's tough over there, isn't it? Those stupid small grounds, all the big grounds for the, for the football teams. But uh, it's, it's pretty tough to get tickets to the Ashes, isn't it, over in England? Yeah, well, look, I know. I, I was trying to just make myself feel better about potentially missing an Ashes test, but I, it's a bucket list sporting moment. Um, we always talk yeah. about that here on the Overnight Crowd, but going to a test in England, and I, and look, we are a very good chance at beating the Poms. James Anderson, Stuart and Broad, you have to think they're not going to be there, and if they are, what sort of condition are they coming in? But yeah, wow. <laughs> We've said that many times before. True. Though, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've officially retired from um, declaring that Broad and Anderson are retiring. Well, Dave, it's all to look forward to as we edge closer and closer to some cricket action. We have got Marsh Cup underway. We are pretty close now. I think October 16 is when the T20 World Cup, which of course you can hear every ball live on SEN. We'll have some crickets to talk about. As always, Dave, thank you for stopping by after last weekend's demolishment. 
of the Sydney Swans. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. No worries. Looking forward to focusing on cricket over the months ahead. Dave Stevens on the overnight crowd. We'll take a break and I'll see you on the other side. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.